Hey guys, it's us again, Marcel and Jack. Uh, we're here again with another episode of the BC Podcast. Um, today we have another guest here, which is Gabriella. Um, she's from South Africa. And yeah, she's a photographer as well and doing a lot of creative portraits and other stuff. Um, just tell us something about you. So um, sure. what's your story? How did you come from South Africa to Germany? And yeah. The whole journey. Yeah. yeah. So I'm from, I think it's interesting. It is quite interesting. Yeah. Now, I'm from Bluffentein in South Africa originally. It's a very small town. Mm-hmm. And then moved over to Cape Town, which I've been there for about nine years. And I worked there in the film industry for about six years mm-hmm. in awesome. production and wardrobe and in behind the scenes photography, Okay, which was really great. So that was a great learning experience. And um, yeah, I came over to Germany. I just wanted to see what it was like here. I had a mm-hmm. lot of friends in Berlin and I'd heard that the creative industry was, you know, very exciting. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why I came over. When did you move here? It was very recent. So it was yeah. last year, July. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you enjoy it in Berlin or? I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, it's uh, it's a great place to just walk around freely and, you know, never feel threatened or anything. And there's so many beautiful locations. You can do a sure. lot. Definitely. You can do a lot. Yeah, you yeah. can definitely. And also the nice thing is that there's so many countries close by. Yeah, it's, it's really mean, from yeah. everywhere, the people here. That's <laughs> exactly. what I love as well. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, in South Africa, you have, I mean, Namibia, Botswana is beautiful, but then... It's a bit difficult to get anywhere else. Yeah. We're right at the tip. <laughs> um, so that's what I like about it. And yeah, that's been good. About it. Awesome. Cool. So we did take a look at your portfolio and uh, you do uh, conceptual photography, fashion, um, and also like street photography as well. So how do you describe your style of photography? I would say that it's definitely evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps on changing kind of on circumstance what's happening at the moment. Yeah. But it was, like I mentioned before, a lot more behind the scenes okay. film based. And then went over to fashion. It was more like just playing around with my friends and then evolved okay. into that. A lot of them are fashion designers as well. And I've been really into more of the conceptual sort of fine art direction now. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so since you mentioned like you started with behind the scenes, right? So when did photography come into as a main focus for you? It was very funny, actually. It's a funny story behind it, how I even got into photography. Because my dad owned a liquor store back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this guy ran in and just dropped like a black trash bag. Okay. And took it home and it was actually just filled with lenses and cameras. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. They tried to put a newspaper ad. No one came forward. So I just started playing with it. Um, so I don't have any training. Okay, okay. I'm self-taught. And then on set, I'd sometimes bring it along with when I was production coordinating. Okay. And I was like, I actually really enjoy this. <laughs> and then that took over during Great. production. That's a nice present. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We did try to find the owners, just so everyone knows. Okay, not total thieves. <laughs> Sounds like Destiny's or the, the gear found you or the, I the like seeing, photography yeah. found you. <laughs> yeah, I like seeing it that way. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And how was it uh, working in film and uh, photography? Like, what are the di- what main differences do you see in terms of concept or how a frame is being built? It's interesting because I don't see that much difference between how a photographer builds a frame from yeah. what a cinematographer builds a frame. I think mm-hmm. it's actually really good to have that film industry background to really pay attention to all details. Yeah, I guess that helps a lot. It does. And I also really like the fact that... Um, in film, it's obviously about character, right? Yeah, so you're working yeah. with actors and it's very intense character. And that's something that kind of drew me away from fashion sure. in terms of that I like seeing a bit of like an emotional scene that you yeah. can feel. 
yeah. because this is very fascinating for us as a, as a cinematographer like you have to pay attention to all the details yeah. which are in focus mm. and not in focus as well like in the whole environment but as a photographer we only mostly focus on the on the subject itself we do of course take care of the elements behind yeah. uh, but not as much as the cinematographer yeah so, uh, especially pictures only one frame you know for <laughs> for a film it's like 24 frames a second or yeah more, so you have to think about way more composition where you're gonna go onwards things. totally and you've got a whole team helping you yeah, which is nice. i miss that i miss that i miss like having a production designer who makes everything look so beautiful and you know that is the great thing about film as opposed to yeah being a solo photographer it's like often just you by yourself trying to make it happen sure. Sure. Uh, do you have yeah. any video projects you work on right now or are you now more into photography? I'm now more into photography. Mm -hmm. I actually did do a bit of like a passion project when I got mm -hmm. to Berlin mm -hmm. with a friend who's doing a cinematography course here. So I just directed it. Um, it was about, it was called Flower Film, Sanssouci. Mm -hmm. And it was just about kind of linking nature with the feminine. Mm -hmm. It was just a short That's mood awesome. piece. It was really nice. Sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send a link. <laughs> Interestingly, like two years ago, I was kind of working on a similar project, like um, nature and human together. Um, yeah, it, it was quite challenging, but also to bring uh, the thoughts into frame. Uh, what I wanted to show as a concept yeah. over there, and it was mostly like uh, uh, the interaction between human and nature and so on. But the, it's a very interesting concept. No, that sounds beautiful. I'd also okay. like to watch it. We'll see it because it's a photo <laughs> series, right? It's a photo it's series, a photo yeah. Series. I'm yeah. far away from making uh, uh, videos, but yeah, yeah, like now learning it, learning the skill as well. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think uh, filming the video is not too hard, but processing everything at the end in the computer and getting like the best few seconds out of hours uh, mm -hmm. from takes, which is always like so exhausting for me. So I, I often tried it and I really loved shooting or filming. Yeah. But when it comes to editing it and bringing it all together I'm always like oh <laughs> this is way too much I would need uh, some help a cutter or somebody because also yeah I'm in photography but video is something new to me so like uh, mm. Premiere Pro or Final Cut or all these cutting softwares I have no clue about it it's a lot so, of work so yeah and then when you don't know where you have to click and then you have all these files you have to sort it's just no. overwhelming <laughs> it's a nightmare it is yeah, it's a lot yeah. more work that's yeah. why it helps to have like a colorist or an editor friend yeah. and you can be like hey do you want to be a part of this project you definitely you need to collaborate a lot more with it mm -hmm. sure trying to be a one-man show is kind of impossible I feel yeah often. yeah yeah so you need an assistance check <laughs> <laughs> someone help yeah. and what gear do you use for your uh, pictures for your projects uh, it's actually mostly nikon Okay. Like it was in that, it was like a whole lens kit that was in that trash bag, okay. <laughs> which was great. It helps a lot because lenses are so yeah, yeah. pricey. So I just kind of went along with that. So uh -huh. it's usually the DA10 and then the F100 and F5 for okay. 35 mil shots. Do you have a favorite lens? Or which one you use? Or is this the favorite of the ones you told us? You know, it really changes depending on the scenario. I've mm. always been very much like 50 mil, but right now it's a bit more 35. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's just I'm going for more of like a bit more of like a wide cinematic sort of look. Sure. So it just changes constantly. A 35 yeah. millimeter is a great choice uh, yeah. for most of the scenes. I always love wide angles. <laughs> yeah. I've also I've tried going a bit wider now because I never really did before. Okay. Because it wasn't in the lens kit, it was included. So now I've actually <laughs> gone on my own and tried it. So it's mm -hmm. been fun, but I don't really, it's interesting when you start working with yeah. lenses that you're not used to mm. and you look at your photos and you just, what is this this is it doesn't feel like you so much anymore yeah yeah especially with a 
I don't know, with 35 or 50 millimeter, the picture is like almost similar what we see with our eyes. But when you use the wide angle, it, it's a completely new view, which mm. is normally not visible. So mm -hmm. I think you can be really creative with the wide angle and get views uh, people not see on a regular basis or not daily. Yeah. And I think especially for a creative way, like you are using it, it's super useful. Yeah, totally. I mean, I saw your shots and there's some beautiful... <laughs> yeah, I'm just shooting 11 to 16 millimeter most of the time. Ah, okay. So I yeah. really love it wide. Uh, I rarely go above 20 millimeter. But yeah, nice. Because really it's beautiful. like a unique uh, perspective, a, new, a unique angle you get. Also, not all people have a super wide angle, so you can stand out a bit. Because even when people visit the same location, they maybe just have 24 millimeter to 105. Yeah, so they true. cannot get the same shot. So it's kind of... Yeah, nice to stand out and yeah, also okay. to get unique uh, perspective. I noticed that. I was like, oh, that looks so beautiful. It's just so <laughs> wide and you see everything. And yeah, it feels yeah. like you're almost I love there. It. I love it. Which is nice. Yeah, Marcel is really good in composing uh, symmetrical shots. Yeah, uh, architecture. <laughs> but not landscapes. <laughs> no, there was a good some. Yes, there are some, yes. but I, I don't know. For architecture, for me, it's easier to get all the lines straight because it's mostly vertical lines yeah. and horizontal lines. But in landscape, you have like waves and everything Completely. coming, so it's like harder to compose it in a, in a good way for me. But yeah, maybe just for me. Just maybe for you. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like that border inside your head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so do you shoot more self-portraits of yourself or would you, uh, do you work more with the models? I actually work more with models. Yeah. I recently got more into self-portraits, but I'm trying to do something a bit more... Um, combining design and collage with the self-portraits. Uh -huh. So that's like an ongoing series at the moment. It's not really out there yet. And with models, I just find it's quite nice because it reminds me of film industry days where you're with actors, sure. you know, you're with musicians and you create something together. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. And uh, when you yes. get a model, like how do you explain your concept? I wanted to ask exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you guys thinking. <laughs> sorry, bro, next one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good sign. You guys are on the same wavelength. Um, so with the models that I usually do and with actors or whoever I'm working with, I send them a mood board before. Mm -hmm. Also like a sort of like shot board, storyboard, just so they have an idea what we're going for. Okay. I just want to be very transparent and if there's anything they're not comfortable with. Because yeah. a lot of my stuff does involve some crazy positions or some nudity. So, you yeah. know, they have to be aware of everything. There we go, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so fine now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically the process. There's a lot of communication with them before. Mm -hmm. And um, do you work with everybody, or do you have like special? Uh, what do you look? Uh, what are you looking for when searching a model? What are the things you're, you're looking for? Uh, honestly, I really like people who are very talented at something specifically. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's often musicians, or as I mentioned, everyone over feels like I'm repeating actors, <laughs> um, <laughs> actors, musicians, dancers. You know, someone who really has a craft and they love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just feel that they're very, they're adept in it, being on screen one stage and they know what to do and how to move. Yeah. Especially with an artist. Uh, I love that. Actor. I can, I can imagine that they already mm -hmm. know how to present themselves and it then makes the shooting way easier for you. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, I've also, you know, shot a lot of my friends and they, they don't have any experience modeling or acting. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, as long as there's emotion, it's always about the eyes. It's so sure. cliched. <laughs> but it really is about the eyes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, since you mentioned like some of uh, your uh, projects involves like different unique positions, uh, how do you explain to the model or do you have to show them all the things or do you just explain and it comes uh, naturally? 
So um, I include quite a bit in the mood boards. So if there yeah. is like a very weird position, I'll try and get a picture that's very close to it. Okay. But often what I do is if we're on sets and it's a very weird position, I'll do it first. Yeah. So say you can stand back a bit. Let me try it because I want to see if it's actually possible. Because often I feel you've got this thing in your head and then sure. you want them to be across maybe a chair and a table, <laughs> but it's very uncomfortable. And then sure. Nick is at a weird angle. So it's nice to first try it out myself mm -hmm. and then... If it's doable, yeah. it's doable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out. Very limited angle of bending. <laughs> you got to get those yoga classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then another question. I see your style is really unique. So I, I don't know. It's really artistic. You're mixing like a lot of things together. Where do you get your inspiration or what inspires you? Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, I think it's mostly artists, actually, sculptors and artists. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of like Linda Bengley's um, Frida Kahlo, of um, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Francis Bacon, lot <laughs> of the actor Kevin Bacon. Um, so there's like a lot of artistic and sculptural influences there. Okay. I love appreciating other photographers mm -hmm. and like save all the pictures I can of theirs, but actually try and make an effort not to keep it as inspiration. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, especially doing the more conceptual sort of stuff, it's very easy to just copy, yeah, you know, yeah, someone yeah, sure. like Sasson or Guerrero, and you don't want to do that. Sure, sure. Their work is so beautiful. <laughs> and colors, like, uh, uh, how do you choose your colors? I love uh, color. in, in, the, in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love colors so much. Um, it's it's weird. I feel like with the colors, it's kind of what I'm going through at the moment. Yeah. So if you go through a lot of my work, you'll see that it's maybe yellows, and that's a happier time. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into the blues. Maybe it's not so happy time. And then, but a color, I guess, I steer away from because I like all of them basically except for purple. Okay. okay. So that's one color. Is it uh, that's something that you bring during editing process or uh, in the scene itself? I try to do it in the scene itself, but okay. often it comes down to, especially if you look at more of the landscape and nature stuff, that is in post. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So I just like creating these fantastical scenes. Something like, you know, I love pink. I yeah. always thought, like, what would it be like if the sky was pink occasionally for hours at a time? <laughs> and then I create that. <laughs> Definitely. It looks amazing. Thank you. And also, like, when I had a look in your portfolio during your travel pictures, like, you have a specific pop of uh, colors, different colors. So what is uh, a scene for you when you're on the street without a model? <laughs> you know, it really depends place to place, I guess, because um, when I was in when I was doing a tour there of Serbia and Croatia and Bosnia, it was more interacting with people, people very open in mind if your picture was taken. Yeah. And I think it's very important to always feel the energy of a place. Whereas when I was in Japan, I could definitely feel the minute you brought out your camera is a sense mm -hmm. of, you know, intrusiveness. Sure. And you wouldn't want to be that person ever. Yeah, yeah. So then a lot of my Japan pictures were actually more of, you know, people from the back at a distance. Yeah. Or then just of these empty urban scenes like in Naha or Okinawa, which was great. Sure. So I think it just really depends on the situation and how you feel yeah. people react. Um, when you go for that picture, do you already have a picture in your mind what you want to uh, get? Or do you just walk around and look for scenes that can maybe fit your style? Or how, how are you doing it? It's a combination of both, I think, actually. I mean, before I traveled to a place, I really try and find these little hidden gems mm -hmm. and then try go there but then also i feel like the best is just walking aimlessly yeah mm -hmm. just getting lost because mm -hmm. then you really find these little slices of life there 
you wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah, that's great. Because uh, when we go for travel uh, in new places, we always have a set of pictures in mind and spots in mind, and we just look for best weather conditions and yeah. get the scene. But and always after we have the shots, we also try to walk around and try angles spontaneously and stuff like right. that. But when you don't have a picture in mind, sometimes, like you said, it's aimless. Yeah. And after three or four hours and you got nothing and then it's like not motivating <laughs> yes. or whatever. So you just feel like you wasted time. But when you have a planned shot in mind and you have that, then you're always satisfied with, with the work and the time you did. And then you can afterwards look for spontaneous. Totally. totally. So it is really good to first go in with like a goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And where does the Japanese influence come into your uh, profile? Uh, it was um, actually from my one of my best friends. She's an incredible uh, colorist and okay. editor in Japan in Tokyo. She moved there. So shout out to her, Michelle Madden. If anyone's <laughs> ever looking for colorists, you know who to <laughs> shout out. Um, but so she moved there, and I went to go visit her. It was weird. I had never actually. I'd always seen pictures that looked really beautiful, but it wasn't yeah. like I was very into anime or something specific. Okay. But I went there and I fell in love with it. You know, it's such a beautiful country, and there's so many scenes just waiting to be photographed. It's a bit of a mind pop. Yeah. You have to go. You have <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah. And I mean, from Okinawa up to Hakodate in the north, it's just it's so different as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how long did you spend there in Japan? I went in 20, 2015 the first okay. time, and it was two months. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, I went a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. You've been to Tokyo? Yes, she lives there, so <laughs> yeah. I stayed with her, but in Tokyo. It's like one of the dream cities of mine, especially for architecture, photography. Oh, it's yes. It's like you can spend half a year there. Yeah. We'll yeah. always find something. Totally. And you yeah. must, I mean, I saw also you had a photograph of some green architecture in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a place, there's quite a few places like that in Fukuoka. Yeah, that's what okay. Fukuoka, and also, I yeah. read a lot of colors in Tokyo, so it's yeah. a lot of colorful houses and stuff. So, I think it's really nice for shooting. Hmm. And I, I think also the experience being in the biggest city of the world it's sounds some, interesting. Yeah. Sometimes it's very claustrophobic, <laughs> yeah. it yeah. really is. There's so mm -hmm. many you would never have experienced, and like Shinjuku Station, it's like crazy. <laughs> You're like, whoa, but um, there's also so many beautiful, isolated spots in the outskirts. Sure, yeah. Mm. yeah. Japan is definitely a photographer's dream, like yeah. most of the photographer's dream. We have to And who like uh do you have any close friends you have uh worked along for long term or uh do you collaborate with different brands? I try to um collaborate with as many different people as I can. Mm -hmm. You know, I also really love collaborating with artists. Like the one series I did in Japan, Mono no Ware, which is where I took photos, and then another friend who's an illustrator, Marlies Eckard, she created the paint stripping down. I don't know if you saw it, like a fading effect. Okay. And she did that by hand, you know, painted wow. it on. It was really cool. So I think it's just try to work as, with as many people as possible across different mediums. Okay. So but is it something that you do full time right now? It's kind of in between. I've yeah. like, I try to take on as many jobs as I can. So it's in between film production and then the wardrobe and photography. Yeah. Um, I think especially since I've moved to a new city, it's a bit more difficult because mm -hmm. I had a very strong client base back in South Africa. Okay. And now that's starting all over. Yeah, the network has gone for now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and also now with the situation at hand, you know, it's all just yeah. this weird yeah. timing, <laughs> very yeah. weird timing. <laughs> But, um, Not the best time to come here, yes. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was so-so, uh, you know, in South yeah, Africa yeah. right now, it's quite hectic. It's proper lockdown. Okay. 
Okay. You can only leave your home to go out into nature for like three hours a day. It's very strict mm-hmm. at the moment. So considering that maybe it's it's okay. It's not so bad. Yeah. And are you working on any special project right now? I'm working on actually also another mixed media series with an illustrator, mm-hmm. Grace the Quinn, which is all about the situation at hand and Perhaps I mustn't give too much away from it for it now. But it is just about being in your personal space during this lockdown and sure. how, you know, that feeling of claustrophobia. Sure. And um, I'm also working on a design okay. series thing at the moment, which is doesn't involve any photography. <laughs> yeah. An illustrator. Like a no, I'm actually designing it, like doing a design book myself. Okay. Yeah, my mom's an interior designer, so it's kind of influenced by interior design. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But challenging, but a nice challenge. Sometimes okay. it's good to push. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like uh, pushing the creativity out of the comfort zone a little bit and trying right. something new. Totally. I yeah. think this time is nice for it. I think it's a good time because you have a lot of off time just to do what you want. Sure, sure. Yeah, this is also, I mean, this time is really difficult, but especially for getting creative or starting new projects, it's kind of perfect. Exactly. Because you have all the time, you have no distraction. And yeah, it's, it's really nice. I also wanted to start my prints uh, half a year ago and never had the time for it. And yes, during the quarantine, I just finished it in a few weeks. And Amazing. I was done. And I was like, hey, without this, this yeah, would probably take until the end of the year. Yeah. But yeah, you always have to look on the positive sides of the things that happen. And even this can, can help as an artist to get more creative or to get a better connection to yourself or whatever. So, so it, it was for me. Completely. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have an exhibition or prints? Uh, exhibition? <laughs> uh, not now. Uh, I just launched it today. Uh, but maybe upcoming, uh, uh, there is an exhibition. But right now, everything is closed. No exactly. So right now, on the Instagram is the exhibition. <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> yes. That's a good space to have it as well. But, uh, maybe yeah. when the shops or coffees are opening again, then also. Okay. And uh, yeah, what is your main portfolio? Uh, what, Which social media do you use as a main food portfolio for now? Oh, well, it's Instagram. Um, yeah. It's just because I've noticed that most of my clients, people yeah. come from Instagram, which is like I put so much work into my website, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so I think it's mostly Instagram. It used to be Tumblr, actually, Yeah. three years ago, four years ago. But now mm-hmm. I think it was also because a lot of my more conceptual nude stuff was up there. Mm-hmm. And sure. now that whole band came into place, I think, last year with mm-hmm. Tumblr. Yeah. So not so much. I can see that it's completely dropped. Okay. Not a lot of people on it. I noticed that you also use uh, Behance uh, yes. for your projects and Instagram and Tumblr, all these things, as you mentioned. So uh, like, how is the overall social media helping you except for Instagram? Uh, I would say it's actually, it's mostly Instagram. With Facebook, yeah. I haven't been very active. I think I only created a, pro- a Facebook profile last year, mm-hmm. July. So that's definitely, definitely not getting any views from there. But um, mm-hmm. the nice thing about Instagram is that you can also find out other fellow-minded artists, sure. photographers, and connect with them. And I've actually gotten quite a few jobs where it was other photographers yeah. who were busy and then passed me on to clients, which is quite nice. And this is so, how uh, you were found by Be Easy as well, I believe. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. But Behance, um, I haven't actually gotten any through that okay Um, but i actually love that platform the most sure it's so great to very inspiring platform and a lot of uh, talented artists as well yeah i love illustration i love ux design and all of that so there's some amazing portfolios yeah and uh uh, what is the most favorite project that you have worked 
uh, on and what is the strangest project that you have worked on? <laughs> mm. There's a lot of favorite ones, but uh-huh. I would say Flatland Film. It's okay. a South African feature film and I got to do behind the scenes on it. And it was out in the middle of nowhere in South Africa. Okay. And it was beautiful. And it was such a beautiful team of people working together. Okay. So I'd say that's definitely a favorite. Mm-hmm. And then the strangest one. <laughs> I mean, they're usually strange because I dictate that they should be yeah. strange. I'm directing <laughs> the strangeness. So like, I think perhaps it was strange for the people in front of the lens. Um, uh-huh. I once was doing a nude series and the model's like 100% fine with it, you know? Very, yeah. very liberal, very open-minded. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I had gotten, I don't know, yeah, it's called like magic jelly. Okay. It's like this thing for kids to play with and play around yeah. with your hands. It's a stress, I think. A play And it shimmers, yeah. you know, it's like a color and it shimmers. Mm-hmm. And then I just poured that all over their body and they were like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is the strangest shoot they've done. Yeah, I haven't really okay. been briefed to do something that I thought was strange. Has any model dropped out uh, in your, your experience <laughs> oh during a shoot? Yeah. No, luckily not, because yeah. I would feel very bad for that you know I try to uh-huh. communicate everything that would be the worst to have someone come to set and they're like you didn't yeah. tell me about this yeah no so that hasn't happened okay, great. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um do you connect with your model before the shoot so do you meet once before to get to know each other or do you just start during shoots to to get to know each other or how are you doing most of the time it's uh, you know we've met before mm-hmm. or we went for coffee for before something like that mm-hmm. um it's very rare that it's actually just straight up well, because I think it's really hard. Um, I don't know, especially when you want to do some weird or some uh, yeah. unique shoots with them, then you have to, they have to trust you and otherwise, so you need uh, connections. Completely. They need to trust me. They need to know what I'm about. And also, you know, same goes with me. I want to feel that you know, they are willing to just say having fun doing it, most importantly. Yeah, yeah. It, it I want them to have a fun experience. Definitely. Yeah. And clothes, like how do you choose them or do you design them uh, by yourself? With the clothing. Yeah. So um, just to rephrase it with when I worked in wardrobe styling, it was in the film industry and commercials. Mm-hmm. So that was mostly we just worked with sourcing items and we'd have items made and just adjust them accordingly on sets. Yeah. Um, so I've never actually made my own fashion line or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I usually have a, a stylist on board. Okay. Yeah. And it, it also I can style it myself since I have the experience. Mm-hmm. But I actually like collaborating with other stylists because they have a very good eye for it usually. Yeah, and for sure. you can bring like different art together and you can focus on your one thing. Totally. Because I mean, that's the, I think that's the bad thing with having experience in quite a few things is that I would sometimes do styling on my own shoots, but then it would suffer. Yeah. Because you can't really pay attention to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sure, sure. Yeah. And what is the best time that you shoot? Uh, favorite time of shooting? Am I going to be cliched if I say golden hour? <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to be. Everyone's silent. But South Africa has got beautiful sunsets, so yeah. it usually is golden now. It yeah. really is. And okay. but for portraits, it's the best. It really is. Yeah, the skin know. looks better, everything looks just nice. It's just warm, yeah. soft light. Yeah. yeah. Kind of magical. Exactly, it is. It's magical. But I did feel interesting enough when I was in LA, and that's harsh. That's like harsh yeah. sunlight, but I was loving it. Um, there was something else that it brought in, especially street photography, created that scene. This is what it's about. Sure, sure. It's, again, dependence place to place, uh, I think. I also was shooting only with Golden Hour for like one year. It changed my style completely. Now I'm shooting with the harshest light ever, like from 11 a.m. <laughs> until 3 p.m. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's it's kind of nice and it's a new style and you have really strong contrast, no shades. Yeah. And when you 
Yeah, uh, underexpose the image a bit and work it out on the computer by editing, then it's not too harsh and you can get really nice effects and so much contrast. Totally. So I think it's always worth to try new stuff. Experiment. Yeah, it's all about experimentation. Definitely. Yeah, totally. I mean, I once, when it was the second time I went to Japan mm -hmm. and I always used to love shooting more like the morning and the late afternoon and it was summer the second time I went and it was just... It was not a nice light for some reason. And mm -hmm, that's why sure. I had to then adjust to doing night photography. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten some of like my favorite shots and I never used to do that before. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, great. Just adjust. Did you? Uh, yes, a f uh, yeah. some, but of course in Japan, it's the yeah, I think with all the it's science the and all the science. Yeah, yeah, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. The colors. Yeah, even I would try it, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you should go. Yeah. Exactly. In, in Germany or in Berlin, in general, like the night photography scenes are not that vibrant as compared to Japan oh, yeah. with all the neon signs. So, yeah, it is tricky to do it here. But in a very busy spots like Alexanderplatz or in Potsdamer Platz, you can definitely get some oh, nice. shots. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Really bad at it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm pretty I, sure I need, not. I need a lot of light. I don't know. I need a lot of light to, to make get the best out of it. But I think for night photography, it's just I never... Yeah, experienced or practiced a lot. So I think when you do it more often, it can also get better. But right now, uh, yeah, I, I avoid it. I can imagine, <laughs> but I think you're right with what you said. Perhaps that's why it's because yeah. there isn't that many like that attractive night scenes here. Yeah. Definitely. When you go to Japan, you're going to be like, okay, I shoot until three in the morning. Yeah. yeah, you'll feel. I like kind that. of miss the, uh, the the biggest opportunity I had. Like I was living in China for a few years, oh, and cool. there. We had tons of similar lights, similar to Japan in the busier streets. But that time I was not into, not so much into photography or, or and definitely not in the night scene yeah. because I was just beginning out. And when I saw the pictures taken in the night, I was like, okay, no uh, details are visible. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not good at it. I should just give up. So I was just <laughs> taking pictures in the morning. Yeah, um, no, but it's always, that's always a struggle. I have yeah. that same feeling. Like also <laughs> only when I started doing photography, I got the opportunity to go to Texas. <laughs> And I didn't take any like proper photos there. I think I took yeah. like 10 or 20. <laughs> and I looked back and I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I feel Definitely. you. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you edit your photos? Because uh, it like, looks like it's not like a normal Lightroom edit you use. So do you, which software do you use and what are you looking for when you edit your photos? I actually do use Lightroom. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, to I me, really it looked more like, like Photoshop or something. <laughs> Because it sometimes looks like you mixed uh, things together, or, or how are you doing? Yes. Is it then sh shot like this? Or uh, so there's, I think there's a specific one you might be looking at, and that is a collage, so that was done on Photoshop. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then most of them are Lightroom, and then I use the, often I go to the good old Visco presets, the film ones they came yeah. out with. I think mm -hmm. it was in 2016 they came out with them. Mm -hmm. And really, I love the Kodak Portra series yeah. and yeah. just yeah, in mix. <laughs> I know, they're good. <laughs> yeah, but I just mix the colors of it. Um, I also am not really the biggest fan of like Lumo Green. So you'll mm -hmm. see a lot of the times I like bring that green down, yeah. mm -hmm. which I feel bad. I shouldn't be doing that, but <laughs> I guess personal taste. Now, I, I was doing the same, like mm -hmm. no greens visible in the pictures, but now fighting with myself to bring it back. Yeah, some of that natural. I don't yeah. know why. There's something about this one shade of green. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but green is really, a strong green is really hard to mix in the field. So when you choose a darker one, it gets definitely way easier. That's true, actually. I didn't think about that, about actually curating. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> is that it like sticks out when you try and do the flow of it, mm -hmm. which is a skill to learn. Do yeah. you plan your feed? I oh. tried to. I didn't yeah. in the past and then I'd get all very OCD about it and upset because then it <laughs> didn't seem like it was 
you know, combining well. nicely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I do try and plan it and put it out in the documents beforehand. Okay. Yeah, to see how it should go. And uh, in your ideal uh, portrait shots, like how long do you, do you do your shoot? Is it? It really depends on what we're doing a lot of the time. Yeah. Sometimes them involve like these locations are a bit far out. So actually a lot of the time goes towards traveling there and like or hiking to get up there. Sure. But then otherwise the shoots process is quite fast. It used to take very long back in the day, but I've tried to really streamline the process and that's why I have shot boards now. Yeah. You know, I have mood boards and we go very much according to that. Uh -huh. Because sometimes I feel like, especially when you've got someone else there and, you know, they're giving you their time. Sure. I try to make sure. it fast. <laughs> yeah. When you uh, shoot portraits, is it like, do you burst shooting and then pick the best one out of hundreds or do you just take a few pictures a few. and then you... A few, yeah. Because really nice. <laughs> I started off with film, so yeah. I've got that sort of like ingrained into me now. You know, I've mm -hmm. only got this many photos when actually I don't. <laughs> I forget that I'm shooting on digital sometimes. <laughs> so like it's that mindset of you get this, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Because then I'm very indecisive, so I feel the problem comes into in post mm -hmm. when I'm editing. Then I can't decide between anything, uh -huh. so I have uh, to actually yeah. force myself to limit it in the production process already. Sure. I yeah. also started doing this on architecture on any other kind of shoot but when I do portraits it's still like machine gun <laughs> shooting most of the time because the model is moving and everything and uh, most of the time the shots are the best when, when nobody is thinking about taking a picture so I want to get uh, exactly this second where she is not thinking about it and just moving and it looks most natural but afterwards when I sit on a computer it's always like which one to take That's and whatever <laughs> and it's like really really hard so it's, it's nice that you do it for portraits with a single shot I think this really helps a lot yeah no I mean it's I can see totally with the natural shooting I really mm -hmm. love that when you see that it was in the moments mm -hmm. and you know I wish I could take photos like that but I've tried it and I'm just mm -hmm. too indecisive and I usually end up for some reason choosing the one that wasn't as strong yeah <laughs> because then I'll go to some friends who are artists or photographers and they're like why did you select that one <laughs> you know so I just feel like Often my shot involves very much meticulously placing someone and put your finger over here, put the one eyeball over there. <laughs> and that's just what's worked so far. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm kind of in the middle. I don't, uh, when I see Marcel, I always think to myself, like, how does he uh, select the best ones in the, out of the lot? Yeah. Because I... And most of the time I'm confused and just, okay. <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> like, close your eyes, wherever yeah, yeah. your finger lands, that's the one. I would yeah. do that, actually. <laughs> but now, whenever I have a portrait uh, session, like, I land anywhere between 200 to 300 shots. Mm. And uh, when I asked Marcel, they'll be like, oh, actually, I got about 1,000 shots. And I was like, okay, how, wow. how, how are you going to choose from that yeah. but yeah i always look up to people uh like you like where uh you kind of design this whole scene and then mm. take the shots that you require yeah i mean it's a difficult process to try and get definitely there. it really is um but i also i feel like often it does actually make a few models feel more comfortable mm -hmm. well, like you're saying before people who aren't used to being in front of the lens um, yeah. because you just literally tell them exactly what to do so then they feel a bit more you can feel them like relaxing in their body yeah mm. whereas and i tried like a bit of character modeling and acting back in the day and I'm very shy so I felt when someone was like just move it was yeah. it was never really natural either because mm -hmm. definitely so I think that's a style that's perfect for when you're working with someone who knows what they're doing sure I mean there is a yeah. lot of consciousness kicking in when you design the scene and then the model has to really get into the into the frame like what you have in mind yeah. the concept that you have in mind and so 
Yeah. So both styles work. I think it's just dependent on the mm -hmm. people. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I just started with analog photography one month ago. Ooh, welcome. I really like it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it also helped me really to limit myself to a certain number of shots and to think way more about what I want to capture before I actually capture it. Yeah. And so I shoot way less since I do it. But yeah, for portraits, I'm still struggling <laughs> yeah. because it's always like I can't miss any second and I don't know and I don't know to get the person exactly how I want it and take the picture there's still some practice for me to do I don't know. yeah I mean I think the thing that really helped was doing some directing I mean I studied film so I mm -hmm. studied one of the components was directing and that's mm -hmm. working with people mm -hmm. so I think that's really important so I think if anyone really wants to do a lot of photography work with individuals yeah mm -hmm. It's a good thing to do because you really learn how to build a relationship and how to really, before you create, go for the shot, you mm. create what it's going to be in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like buildings. <laughs> I also love buildings. <laughs> they also are easy and friendly all the time. No, I, I just agree. stand like I want them to stand there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's yeah. very tough for different people. Like, for me, I feel working with people's much easier because of that background. Whereas with architectural, yeah. it's scary for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do yeah, not yeah. have like a mathematical, analytical mind at all. So mm. often I'll take a photo and someone's like, but that line is so skewed. Do you yeah, not notice? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's just for me it's exactly otherwise oh, yeah, yeah yeah when i'm shooting awesome. portraits it's like always how do i get the model in the perfect mood how do i get the perfect shot out of the time and this is everything like a lot and i cannot really focus on shooting sometimes so when i go to architecture it's just stands there and still everything's good so i can focus on shooting only this works really good it's your happy place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to do more portraits as well. This is why I ask. So yeah, maybe I can try some things you do on my next shoots as well. Yeah, I try it. Like just yes. beforehand, like any artworks. Mm -hmm. I like looking at contemporary artworks and stuff like that, putting that on the board. And then also the model can practice it before. Yeah. You know, she thinks you know. And how are you when you're shooting? Like are you more commanding or I can uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because sometimes I forget to say please. I think you have to when yeah, you do yeah. portraits. Huh? You have to, yeah. yeah. But sometimes I do feel bad because I forget like P's and Q's and to be like polite. But, um, Moved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move to the right quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like a bit bossy. But I feel that yeah. so often people appreciate that because they know that you know what you want. So it's okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. Has it happened any time that when you hand over the uh, the edited pictures to your model and they mess up your pictures. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> this topic, this could go on forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a bit of a thing for me. I really don't like it when, you know, because it takes us a long time yeah. to edit an image to get out the perfect colors that we really like. Mm -hmm. And then they go and they pop that like Instagram Valencia on it. Sure. And you're like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Then afterwards they tag you and you think like, oh my gosh, people will think this is my work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a problem. It happened to me a few times. No, totally. I feel you. It's happened yeah. to me yeah. quite yeah. often. So I think the important thing is, again, it just, and this is something that, Film production taught me, but it's weird. I didn't think to actually bring it through. It's always about communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beforehand, like before even shoot, I'm like, this is the deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, these are the images I'll give you and everything, but please don't put any filter. Please don't edit them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they agreed to that, and then it doesn't happen. And but back, still they do it. <laughs> well, no, actually, then they didn't do okay. it. Yeah, which is very respectful, I guess. I'll do this next time as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, like make a thing about it. And, and I think it's just put it very politely but firmly that, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to do this shoot if. The image isn't be messed with anyway because it reflects on my profession. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think 
but I've been through that many times. It's painful, <laughs> painful, especially also when um, it's those like weird beautifying apps. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think skin it's... tones or changing skin tones or beautifying. Yeah, less clarity in the face and exactly, whatever. totally. And that's also a thing for me. But that's yeah. also it's weird. It's more recent. Um, like four years ago, people weren't really doing it, and now sure, it's happening sure. a lot more. <laughs> yeah, people get used to this AR stuff trying to use it all the time with like changing their face completely or making yeah. them look different or making bigger eyes, bigger lips or something. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really crazy. I think it's with Instagram and Snapchat and now people are used to it and using it it's, all the time. It's become like just normal thing, yeah, which is fun. Like I mean, it's got, it's got its own place and it is actually sure. enjoyable to look at it at times. But the problem is if, you know, people think that perhaps you've done that to the model. Definitely. Mm, and that's yeah. what the assumption is, is that you're the yes. one who's edited to go up to the standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. so, Definitely. Yeah. Um, any advice to somebody you would give they are starting out in, in your field? What's your, your top advice for people who want to start photography but don't know how to start it or where to go first? So many. Um, <laughs> I'd say just really play around at first. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'd say um, I would recommend going for a film camera. I really would for the yes. first one because I feel that a lot of, you know, digital cameras are quite expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a problem. I think that's what steers people away is that it's really a costly thing. But you can pick up a really nice 35 mm for quite reasonably cheap. Sure. Play around with that. Get a sense of what you like. And I just think look at a lot of other photographers, artists. Get yes. inspiration. But also be very clear not to think that that's a style you should emulate yeah. to kind of build your own style. I wish someone had that said that to me earlier. Mm -hmm. I look at some of my work and even in my own work, I can see that, you know, with that trends, I was trying to emulate something. Yeah, I think just, <laughs> you know, and it's just so important to have your individual voice. Sure, sure. You know, that's something that adds to the, you know, the contents and the respect of it. So I think exactly. Yeah, because uh, many people struggle when they begin and uh, kind of feel lost uh, in, in the beginning stage because they were trying to, the, everyone has their own idols and the people they look up to for inspiration and when they cannot achieve the same results as they as their idols are uh, achieve yeah. then they get depressed totally so, uh, and it takes a lot of practice for people to try out different things and then fi find their own unique style completely you yeah. know you i think people do get very disheartened because they can't capture it just like you sure. said and it shouldn't be that way exactly exactly and i always say it's just Practice and go for it, and you will learn everything on the way. As long as you do it on a regular basis, you will get better all the time. It's like a law. I don't Completely. Know. The hours law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you cannot start and have your style and already know where you are going. Yeah. You have to find it first, and this will maybe take one year, maybe a bit longer. But yeah, just go for it and do it, and then it will work somehow. Totally. Totally. And I'd also just say, don't feel disheartened because I feel like especially, um, you know, with the, it's very the same in the film industry with the camera department there, but also in the stills photography department, it's very much about like, oh, lenses and all this technical jargon. Yeah. And it feels sometimes for people that's very frightening. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially people um, who just aren't used to it, who don't come from that background. So sure. just also just don't feel intimidated by it. Play around. It's an artistic medium. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody told that to me when I was 15. <laughs> oh, there's so many things I wish people told me early on as well. I'm like, oh. I had yeah. a chance to get into photography with 16 and with 22, but I, it was like, nah. Mm. Then I just 
get into photography with 27 and I'm still happy that I did it. But now I'm thinking why I did not start earlier. I think uh, that's so yeah, this would be <laughs> so nice, but maybe in the next life. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you're really taking amazing photographs now. Thank you, you know? so much. So yeah. I think it's, I'm also, I'm a total like victim of that. You know, I'm like always <laughs> telling myself, oh no, if I had started this earlier, but I think it always comes in the right season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the black bag filled with camera equipment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Do you also sell your prints, or do you um, have plans to sell? I do. I'm yeah. actually on um, Cherry Deck, and I'm on a few platforms like that. And you know, I've sold quite a few, especially from the Mononowari series. You know, okay. I think it's quite nice when it's combined with arts. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if anyone wants any prints, always to contact me. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any exhibitions or anything like that planned soon. Like okay. we're talking about the situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that is something I'd really love to do here in Berlin, especially. Sure. A lot sure, of nice sure. coffees offering um, exhibition possibilities. And it's really nice to get work seen from other people out of the smartphone. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. I feel like sometimes it's just like, it just regurgitates, so it'd be nice. Yeah, and yeah. also, I don't know, the, the feeling of having your own print in your hand, and it's, it's different, like, seeing it on the screen. I don't know. To me, it was like, wow. <laughs> Such <laughs> a good experience. This came from the smartphone, or finally here, and I can grab it, I can hold yeah. it, I can give it somebody, and it was a really nice feeling for me. Totally. Like, yeah, the way it definitely. just looks on, because I love using yeah. when I'm doing prints a Hanemiele. Yeah, it's me too. Like, oh, photo rock. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it feels so. like an artwork, you know? Yes, so yes, it's so. like yeah. you become a part of the process. And that's something I wish I actually knew that much about printing. It's not like I've ever, um, you know, properly printed anything myself. Or even with yeah. developing, I haven't developed color, only black and white. Mm -hmm. So I wish I was more in tune with that tangible, tangibility sure, of it. Sure, sure. And where can people find your prints? Uh, well, they, they contact you on Instagram or... Yeah, they can contact yeah. me on Instagram or on my website. Yeah, okay. so that's... I'd like them to come on my website. I've got a lot of work into that. So you can check it out then. Yeah, there's also any like uh, commission things. I also do collages and design work. Mm -hmm. So um, you can also do like a fusion, which is fun. Great. Yeah. And are you planning to have any workshops in your uh, niche? I've actually never thought of having workshops yeah i mean this is my first time doing anything that's like <laughs> you know being in front of a camera with a group of people so it would be something i'd look forward to but i think maybe in a few years rather than, okay because I, I believe like a lot of people would be interested to uh, to learn what you do and how they can improve their skills oh, well the would be amazing i mean um i can see it from like a perspective on be of being on set and perhaps yeah. like certain techniques for that I definitely would like to up my post-production game a bit more. And like I said, with a bit more of like that, you know, printing and developing. It'd sure. be nice to offer something like that. So <laughs> skill. Maybe in a few years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it leads to the, to the next question. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Or what do you want to achieve? I would love to be working as few things like as a photographer slash designer slash director mm -hmm. um, I've always enjoyed going in between mediums and film mm -hmm. is always my first love so mm -hmm. I want to keep doing sure. that as well so I would say if I'm able to pre be creating films and music videos and short films and then also photo series on the side that'd be great sure and um, specifically photo series that are more fine art conceptual based mm -hmm. you know like mixed medium with painting and combined that'd be great 
I mean, I don't know if that's the right answer. <laughs> I'd also like to be happy. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's the primary. Happy and healthy. Uh, everything yeah. else comes by itself. Yeah. yeah. Are you planning to, do, uh, to launch YouTube or do you have a YouTube channel? No, I actually so. don't. Um, I've got some stuff on Vimeo. I've got like okay. some of the stuff I've directed, but I don't have any of my own channels. Are you planning to have some? I have never future. thought about it. So, yeah, I've <laughs> never actually thought. I've, yeah, I'm usually because you are coming from film, so for yeah. you, yeah. I think it would be a bit easier. But yeah, perhaps. I mean, I've yeah. also got a lot of the great thing is I've got a lot of friends and connections who do amazing videography work and editing and coloring work. So I awesome. would have that background of like yeah. some people mm. I could um, ask to collaborate with. But I think it's just I like being behind <laughs> the cameras. So I think I'd rather like direct a few short films. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll be mm. super interested to look into that. Yeah. Do you travel a lot normally? Or <laughs> normally. <laughs> normally? <laughs> yeah. Or do you more like uh, stay in one city and produce most of your work there? Or is it like that you have a lot of trips where you know you create a scene or a topic over a few uh, trips? Yeah, so it's actually I travel quite a bit when I do travel. Well, it was mm -hmm. also because um, I only moved to Berlin recently. Yeah. So I was in South Africa before, which was like mm -hmm. if I was going to have to go through somewhere, I would have to spend two or three I really wanted to extensively travel and photograph. So, um, like, I did a Spomnik series, which I think, I mean, you love architecture. So, it's all about that, you know, Tito Broz's mm -hmm. monuments from that former Yugoslavia era, which was mm -hmm. great. Wow. Okay. And I couldn't go back and forth. So, I just went one time mm -hmm. and stayed for two months, went through Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia, and Montenegro. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, that's how I usually plan it and then try to stay somewhere. When you travel, is it more like a really low budget? Or very, is it, yeah? <laughs> very low budget. <laughs> the, the best way. <laughs> yeah, very, very low budget. I mean, um, with a few of the series, it was money that I actually saved from the film industry. So mm -hmm. it's usually seasonal. So mm -hmm. in South Africa, I do it in summer. And then by that time, it would be somewhere in Europe mm -hmm. or Japan. So then I'd just, you know, go over for the summer and then photograph whatever I thought would be interesting. Great. And what is your favorite place in Berlin so far? Well, that's quite tough. There's so many beautiful spots here. Yeah. I have to say, I actually really, which I wasn't expecting, because, you know, I think Berlin has this, um, you know, this assumption of being, you know, graffiti in this raw, gritty urban. But yeah, I really sure. love the parks and the green areas. Yeah, Berlin is, I guess, surprisingly oh, right. a lot of green areas for a city. I think in Germany, it's the city with the most green areas. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. But it's so beautiful. Like, I mean, yeah. that's why I did that short film about Sunset Sea. I love, I love that. I love these beautiful big gardens. And I mm -hmm. think it's very different from back home. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's also one thing I love. It's just you walk like 10 minutes and there's a park, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like, I love Krimalanka and, yeah. you know, spots like that. That's the lakes and the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you would go back time and give an advice for yourself, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Again, mm -hmm. such a long list. <laughs> wow. um, Let's say in photography. <laughs> in, fo in photography, yeah, let's, let's limit it down. Um, I'd say to myself, and it's something that I'm still struggling with today, to be honest, and I'd yeah. say just not to base your self-worth and the value of your work based on others' opinions. That's you know? a huge one. It's yeah. a huge thing because I feel like... It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard, yeah. especially as I feel like... Um, with the, with the rise of social media, it's so linked to also your financial stability. Often. Sure, this sure. is how you get clients. This is how you make your money. 
So it brings a lot of insecurity up for me. Mm -hmm. And it's something I'm trying to remind myself, and I wish I had also reminded myself a bit more back in the day, that you don't need to make work that is specific for the market only. Yeah. You know, you can also just do what you want to do. Sure. And if sure. people don't like it, it's fine. But I think that's how you create a voice. Definitely. You know? Definitely so, agree. Yeah, just also learned this for myself just recently. Uh, last year, I was always shooting what I know works good on Instagram. Mm. Because I knew, like, I will get more engagement, more reach. I will get more clients when I shoot this one. But this year, I started to ignore all of this stuff that works good and shoot what I enjoy. And somehow, it works even better. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, exactly. I was really feared of doing the step for one a year or something. And now it was like the best thing I, I could do. So I think when going for our own style is always the best thing because people will recognize you. And I don't know, you, you can really stand out and do what you like. And when you do what you like, the, the result is way better. Totally. Sure. People can feel that it's authentic. I think that's the thing, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're putting out your own voice, they can feel that. Mm -hmm. I wish I told myself that. <laughs> earlier because I was creating things that were more along the lines of the mainstream yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. and also when you're working with clients uh, do you have to change your style for them or have you done it or how do you have control over that or do they hire you for your style you see, this is a very, this is a very diffi difficult topic actually yeah. because I've had some experiences where you know the clients is very open it's like you know we want your style and that's been great and it's mm -hmm. you know happier the results of your minor tweaks it's fine you know sure but then i have had um incidences where the clients wanted it completely their way which i'm also i'm happy with doing that yeah. you know, it's about flexibility but then they weren't happy with the results uh-huh and <laughs> it's very difficult then to communicate that if you don't give me that freedom in the beginning and the planning sure. and how it's going to come out you're not going to feel me in these yeah. photographs you're not going to feel my style but I don't, I'm still yet to find out how to communicate that in the most professional way. Yeah. Um, I think it's always a little give and a little take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Quite tough. <laughs> tough battle. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're working with the customers, uh, do you normally make a list of the things that you will deliver uh, in terms of either your, your concept or their concept? Yes. I mean, usually, um, maybe I should just use an example. If it's like for a shoe brand or something yeah. like that. You know, they'll say to me, we have this in mind. This is the kind of thing we want to go for, like this many models, whatever. But we don't really know the location or sort of feel. Mm -hmm. And then I'd come along with something for that and it would be fine. Um, but I think more the problem is where, where there's a lot of, you know, like dictating in terms of that. This is exactly where it's going to be. This is how it should be shot this time of the day. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Um, so... Have you ever struggled in uh, uh, placing a product or a collaboration in your uh, project? Um, what do you mean per se uh, with that? Uh, struggle in the sense like have you ever struggled in creating a composition when you are working with a brand? Oh, um, I have before actually, and it was it was just it seemed like a lot of miscommunication. Really, you're trying sure. to get on the same level, but weren't really on the same level. Mm -hmm. I think that's bound to happen. You know, I think it's just sure. so many different personalities, and sometimes it's just not the right fits. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it it was a struggle to begin with, and I think it's when both people want a lot of say. Then sure, many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the same. <laughs> so uh, would you say communication uh, is one prime thing that can that many people would make a mistake in yeah. collaborating or would you say any other advice for people who are starting out? I would say also to trust your gut, which is something that I've always just told myself not to, um, yeah. you know, to to just really 
believe in what you feel because sometimes as a collaboration i'm not speaking specifically just of client now it could mm -hmm. be just like an unpaid passion project sort of a thing yeah, sure. but you can feel really in the beginning there's this weird uneasiness and trust that i feel like like i said before personalities are just different yeah so i'd give that advice you know don't continue with the project because often i feel like well it might just be my personal experiences but i had that feeling mm -hmm. and it actually just was not a nice experience yeah, yeah. from start to finish and either party were happy with the results so sure trust yeah. the gut well, i think it's it's hard sometimes when you have like a, a nice offer where you think maybe it could fit and you also can earn some good money yes mm -hmm. but you know <laughs> inside of you or it can be difficult and it's maybe not what i enjoy but you do it anyway and afterwards you are just so i had it one time i was just burned out when the job is finished because i need so much energy to bring what they want because it's not what i normally do and then it's just like is it worth the money that's us? the thing so, yeah and then that's always a struggle money yeah. sure. <laughs> and, and money and art uh, <laughs> yeah. artistic life would be way easier without that problem yeah so you can just focus on what you really like and enjoy well have you turned down any offers i actually have and it was yeah. what i was talking about now it was um again a situation where I wasn't feeling very comfortable with the concept and pitch that was given. Um, sure. It involved some elements that I felt were a bit appropriating, mm -hmm. and I'm very strong on that. So I have, uh, I don't. There's some. There's certain things with consent and privacy and appropriation that I stand sure. very strongly on. So I just end up turning down the job because it was going to be quite nice money. Yeah, <laughs> trade needed at that time as well. But I just, I didn't want my name attached to that sort of thing. Sure, that is also one of the things that. Uh, photographers learn uh, over time mm -hmm. with experience because in the beginning it is always uh, nice when they get a job the first job or yeah. the first few jobs yeah. everyone <laughs> accepts it yeah. yeah then they learn the hard way that okay now I need to really stand down uh, on my foot and say okay this one I can take and th this one I cannot take yeah okay. completely and it's yeah. like we said it's difficult because you know with money and sure. you're, you're having to hustle all the time to yeah. find yeah. clients luckily it's kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know your own time and stuff like that there's yeah, a lot of you things. can manage it yourself and i don't know even when it's a lot of work when you've done it it feels super nice Completely. Yeah, when you know you did it on your own and, and i don't know it works now how, how it is and I love it. it's satisfying yeah, yeah, yeah definitely is i like that being the boss of your own yeah. realm yeah yeah so uh as you mentioned like people can find your work on instagram and your yeah. website and if they would like to buy prints they go through your website yes write an email to you and yeah yeah do you want to do another shout out or something before <laughs> we finish the podcast or anything you want to say about your work or yeah. something so feel free i actually just want to do a shout out because this is quite an interesting time right now so to any creators who are making art or photography or music whatever it be just like we're all together you know thinking of you and i really hope that people will find peace in this time more than any show sure. i feel like if you want to create things at this time create but also if you don't and if you just want a self-reflection time that's also good yeah i feel like um this time's been interesting because it's a lot of anxiety yeah. and then there's also sure. pressure because i feel like on social again like we spoke about social media <laughs> a lot of people are putting new work out there and it can be tough for some yeah so just like Everyone's in it together, and any feelings that you have, it's very shared. That's all. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's all. 
And Gabriela, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank it was you. super thank nice you. to hear, uh, have you. you here and to talk to you. Very nice as well. And also you guys, nice to have you here again. <laughs> and see you in the next podcast. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>